Hey, how's it going? Today I am talking about how do I use all of the tools, all of the things that I've been doing through training on race day. This is Running to the Castle, a podcast for injury-prone run Disney runners on a journey to running magical miles. Join me, Dr. Allie, as I share the secrets I've gathered as a runner, doctor of physical therapy, and coach. You'll learn the exact ways I get my clients to the castle strong without feeling broken or held together with KT tape as they cross the finish line. So I got this question in my DMs earlier this week leading up to Princess Half Marathon Weekend. The question was, I've been doing all of these things for Princess Weekend, but how do I actually use them on race day? And the person DMing me, she was like, I feel like I'm having a blonde moment. I feel like this is a dumb question. It's not a dumb question at all because during training, especially if you're using one of my training plans, there are tempo runs, there are speed 30, 20, 10 runs, there are long, easy runs, there's cross training. There might be hills or progression depending on if I've given you a... Uh, your own training plan, like I've modified it for you specific. So there's a lot of things here. So how do you take all of that information and what do you actually do on race day? Because that's a lot of stuff to think about. So I'm here to answer it for you. So we are going to talk about the warm up, how to start off the race so that you can finish strong how often to change up what you're doing or when to know if you should change what you're doing. All of these things to incorporate to cross the finish line and then what to do once you're across the finish line so that you can enjoy the rest of the parks. Okay, so let's talk about starting in the corral. So you're going to get in the corral and you have a couple of options for your day. So if you're somebody who's kind of antsy and needs to be moving, don't get in the corral right away. Walk around a bit. Use that time to keep your body loose. It's an early morning. As you know, those races start at 5 a.m. promptly. 5 a.m. sharp. So you may be getting to your corral at like 3, 3.30 in the morning, depending on which race it is. And if they have adjusted the race time for weather, you may even be getting there earlier. So in the corral, if you feel antsy and want to move around, go ahead and move around. There's plenty of space at the back of the corrals to move around. Now, if you're getting there early to make sure that you start in your corral early, you're not going to have this option. You're going to have to keep your spot. But there are things you can do in the corral as your warm-up because you have two options with your warm-up. And as you know, you need to warm up, especially the earlier the day, the early, um, the more you need to warm up. You're, you're literally warming up your body, telling it to let's go. We are getting ready. So in the corral, let's just say that you don't have room to walk around because you're at the front of the corral because you want to get going sooner. You can march in place 
Maybe you can ask your corral mates to give you some room and you can do some jumping jack type motions, maybe just with your legs. Can kind of pump your arms. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see me pumping my arms here, sitting in a closet, so I can't really move too much, but you can pump your arms. But even better, if you're at the front of your corral, use your first mile as a warm up. I walked my whole first mile at the half marathon over marathon weekend. And I, you know, it wasn't like an uber leisurely walk. I kept pace, but you need to warm up your body, bring blood flow to your muscles before you start running. You can't just go zero to 60. Now, of course, you're not that fast, right? I know that. I'm not that fast. But you know what I mean? Like you can't just go from not doing anything to having your heart, lungs, and muscles do work. They're tired. They're probably still asleep. And they definitely aren't ready to accept all that blood flow. That's literally what a warm-up is. A warm-up is telling your body, okay, now we're ready to move. So dilate the blood vessels in the muscles so the muscles are ready to accept more blood flow. Constrict the blood vessels in my organs so that they don't get as much blood flow anymore. That's literally what a warm-up is for. It's to get your heart pumping, which then tells your blood vessels to expand in certain areas. And if you're resting and digesting, those blood vessels expand into your gut so that you can digest food and you can heal your body. You heal when you're resting, when you're asleep. But when you're moving, you need the blood vessels in your muscles to expand so that those muscles, like your calf muscles, can can be ready to accept the blood flow. Have you ever gone out cold and then just started running and your legs feel like there are vice grips around them? Like they just are so tight and they can't do anything. And then like two miles in, they're like, oh, this is easy peasy. I feel so much better. That's literally because you didn't warm up enough and your calf muscles were not ready to accept all of the blood flow that they needed to do the thing. So use your mile, your first mile as a warm up. And I say use the whole mile because A, the first mile is really congested. Don't fight it. Don't try and fight it. Just go with the flow. So stay off to the right, walk or stay to the right, and walk. Go around if you're faster than somebody, okay? Use your whole mile to warm up. At the one mile mark, go ahead and go a little bit faster. But how fast do I go? So if you have been following my training plans, we do some trials in um, the speed work days and sometimes in the long run days, depending on your schedule, but typically it's in a, a shorter distance speed work. If you're following other plans like Jeff Galloway's plan, he does a magic mile. So the, his magic mile is testing to see what your race day pace will be. So that's how you know how fast to go on race day. So when you're at your first mile, Start going a little bit faster. Now, I recommend don't go super fast. Just go a little bit faster. And you will progressively get faster as the race goes on. If you start off too fast, 
you're going to hit a wall. It will, it's not sustainable. So you want to progressively add some speed, get faster as you're going through this race. And I recommend either every half mile or every one mile, you go a little bit faster. I like, I personally do about every half mile. That's just my, my personality or my preference, not my personality. It's my preference. So I do every half mile, but it could be every mile, especially if you're doing a longer race, you need to sustain for the whole race. So if you're doing a marathon, you may do every mile, maybe even longer, every mile and a half. And you just get a little bit faster. Okay. And then keep seeing how you're doing and adjust when you need to. If you're really, really out of breath, can't, doesn't feel like you are going to be able to hold this pace the whole time, slow down. Because if you're feeling that early on, you may get into your head and then you won't finish. Or it really is too fast and you won't finish. So you can make adjustments. It's much easier to run faster at the end of the race than it is to pull back. So start off even slower than you think you should. And through your training, this is why you have tempo runs. I use tempo runs so that your body knows what each pace feels like. A tempo run is holding pace that's not quite race pace. It's not that fast, but it's not your long run easy pace either. It's somewhere in between. And I like to pick a pace and see if I can hold that for my whole tempo run. And my tempo runs on my training plans are short. Anywhere, depending on the length that you're training for, it could be anywhere from half a mile long to three or four miles long. Or anywhere from 10 minutes long to 45 minutes long, depending on if you like to see distance or time on those. I put them as time, but I will change them for somebody who wants distance. So I typically have speed work working up to 30 minutes on Tuesday and working up to 45 minutes on Thursday. And you do either your 30, 20, 10 speed work or you do a tempo run. And when you do a tempo run, it's to make it so that you know what it feels like to run this pace. So then come race day, you know, oh, I'm looking at my watch. I'm doing a 13 minute per mile pace. I remember that when I did this, this felt like like garbage at the end. I better slow down if I'm already doing that pace at the two mile mark. That's how you utilize that information from your training on race day. But you're going to warm up in either in the corral, if you're okay being at the back of the corral, or you're going to warm up in that first mile. And even if you warm up in the corral, you can still use that first mile as a warm up. Like I said, the first mile is really congested. So just go with the flow. Just set out that you're going to walk it. Because then it's less aggravating if you wanted to run it and everybody is, you know, all narrow and congested together. So warm up in the corral or warm, warm up in your first mile or warm up in your corral and warm up in the first mile. And then at that first mile mark, decide, am I going to excuse me before the first mile mark? But at the first mile mark, you're going to start increasing 
your pace. And you're either going to then increase your pace every half mile or every mile, depending on what your comfort level is and the distance you are doing. The 10K, half, 10 miler, full marathon, and what you're doing that weekend. If you're doing a challenge, the shorter distances, you should pull back and run even slower. I even recommend most of my clients, if they're doing multiple races, let's say they're doing three races in a weekend, or they're doing dopey or goofy, um, I actually recommend the shorter distances if they can, based on corral placement and how fast they are, to just walk the shorter distances so that you can conserve your energy for the other distances. Because again, it's so much easier to finish strong and go faster when you have started off slow from the beginning. It is so hard to rein it in and be able to keep going if you start off too fast. Okay. And then as always, once you cross the finish line, get your gear, get your banana, get your snack box, get your metal, get your water, get your power aids, walk around to cool down because cool down is the reverse of a warm up. It's telling your body, we no longer need these vessels in our muscles dilated. Now we need to start constricting them again. We're going to calm down. We're going to bring our heart rate down by 20%. We're going to slow and control our breathing. And then you go and stretch. And you know my whole stretch routine. If you're new to me, go ahead and check out my website. I have lots of information about stretching or check in the podcast whenever you're listening to this. I may have information about stretching Um, by then at the time of this recording, I don't, um, you'll do nice and easy stretches, long, slow stretches before you hop on the bus and go back to your resort. Okay. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you have specific questions you want answered, go ahead and send me an email at amarty at drallypt.com or over on Instagram. I'm in my DMs all the time, rundisneydpt. I am the Run Disney Doctor of Physical Therapy. And if you found this helpful, go ahead and leave a review on this podcast. Leaving a review tells the podcast platform that this, how you enjoyed this information, whether you liked it or didn't like it, so that it can use that information to share it with more people. <laughs> that is to say, if you did like it and leave a high higher star review. But I also accept the lower star reviews. If this was not helpful, I want to make sure this information is helpful for you. So if it's no good, I want to know that information too, as much of a bummer as it may be. Okay, that's all for now. Talk to you soon.